Euclid's first common notion is this. Things which are equal to the same thing are equal to each other. That's a rule of mathematical reasoning. It's true because it works. Has done and always will do. In his book, hmm, Euclid says this is self-evident. You see, there it is, even in that 2,000-year-old book of mechanical law. It is a self-evident truth that things which are equal to the same thing are equal to each other. We begin with equality. That's the origin, isn't it? That balance, that's, that's fairness. That's justice. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have seen already. My name is Scott, and I am here with three giant potatoes that also have a podcast with me. <laughs> and are rotten. I'm and Tyler. Rotten. Zach. I'm Jake. And today we are reviewing a classic. Not really. It's yeah, from 2012. I don't, I don't know if it's a classic yet. It will be. And yeah, it might very well be. You think, it, you think it will? I don't. I don't know. Like I think. Well, let's talk about it later when we get into states. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a really good. Uh, here's a really good maybe uh, uh, take on whether or not it is or will become a classic. I'm a late bloomer on this, and I am almost never, very rarely, the the late bloomer. So that's against this movie or for it. I'm just saying I don't know if Scott's right that it's it's okay. destined to be a classic if it took this long for me to see it yeah. with the stacked cast and my obvious love for DDL. Like, I think that this will go down as like, oh, this is a good movie. You should watch it. But I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, man, let's throw on Lincoln. Have a good time. Let's watch this again and again. You know, like I, I don't think this is even in like the first 10 movies you would probably tell someone they need to watch of Spielberg's filmography. Yeah, wow. Spielberg is pretty crazy though. Because <laughs> We're coming in hot with some. I, here's the thing: it, like, like, I, I don't want to like say I didn't like this movie uh, because I I did, but like yeah, like still he's been making movies for just too long. Like he, I think he has a, a best director <laughs> nomination every decade for the last six decades, like or whatever, something ridiculous. I think that's probably wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I believe that. Yeah, like I think it, at least four decades. I you think know. I think JP will angrily fact check you on that. I don't care about anything <laughs> JP has ever said. I made I made a meme that I thought about posting on the timeline, but I sent directly to him because I just wanted to piss him off. Because <laughs> he said he hates that meme. Yeah, he? he hates that that our great fist bumping meme. And then I, I you know, I have to post it now. That I've talked about it. Yeah. So I'll post it. You've later. posted it, haven't you? No. Well, the one I made for JP. Yeah, just for oh. JP. Well, uh, Scott, you nominated this movie. I did. Uh, how come? Uh, I'm also a late bloomer. I had never seen this oh. before. Um, but I love historical movies. I love movies based on on uh, true events. And I wanted to give DDL another shot. Well, I'm I'm glad you did. Uh, before we get into any other spicy takes, do you want to hit us with just some of the facts? 
Yeah, we can do that. So this was directed by uh, Steven Spielberg. It was written by uh, Tony Kushner. It came out November 9th, 2012, has a runtime of 150 minutes. The other guys gave this an 89%. IMDb gave it a 7.3. It had a box office of $275 million with a budget of $65 million. It won two Academy Awards for Best Leading Actor for DDL, Best Production Design, and then it lost 10 other nominations for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Tommy Lee Jones, Best Supporting Actress for Sally Field, Best Director, Best Writing, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Costume Design, Best Score, and Best Sound Mixing. I think it's funny that that is like, it's a huge list of losses, but that speaks so well of it still. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Like like it, it lost five times more than it won. Right, but it's still like that's a crazy list of nods. But to be nominated to be for nominated all those things, for yeah. everything, it's essentially saying everyone agreed that this movie, everyone in the Academy agreed that this movie was terrific. Like mm-hmm. to nominate it at least, over and over, at least deserved uh, a place in the discussion for twelve, uh, twelve Academy Awards. How many are there? Uh, at least 12. Now I think there's, I, I mean, there's something like 20, but not all films qualify for yeah, all of them, you know, 12 out of 20. That's like so many. I, I think, I think about 12 is about how many, any movie can win. Cause return of the King won 12, right? I think it was, did I thought it might've been, I don't remember. I don't want to say off the top of my head. What were you going to say? say? I think did it sweep. Okay. Then maybe I'm wrong. I say, I thought it was nominated for maybe 14. But I guess I'm wrong. Titanic won 11 and lost three. So they were nominated for 14. So maybe there's as many as 14. Lord of the Rings altogether won 17, right? Across all three movies. 19. 19. Yeah. But most of them were Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still. But still. Still, that's crazy impressive. All that is to say this movie, I think, got nominated in almost every category it was eligible for if not every single category it was eligible for. Cause I think there's one category, at least in 2012 by then uh, for special effects. And there's I, also one for animation. I don't know if I, but the, it film. wouldn't, it wouldn't qualify yeah. for those. So like, like those are ones not, that couldn't get. Right. It's not qualified for. Yeah. I don't, but I think it, it might've qualified for special effects, but was, wasn't nominated. I don't know what qualifies. I don't know what qualifies as special effects. Like uh, uh, post-production. Okay. That's, that's what, what is it, it is. Okay. Yeah. It's post-production. Zach, do you have something you wanted to share? Sorry, Zach. I forgot. I apologize. Did you really? No. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know if I would say that I think that's inherently like that impressive. I feel like if, like most years there are movies that get nominated in- For 12? Or at least close to like a lot. And they're not always like, it, I think it really depends on the year. If it's up against really great movies, then that's- obviously very impressive but if which if this was the like the master was also this year was it yeah okay was and that one critics critics liked the master yeah quite a bit right quite a bit yeah uh but i mean it, i'm not i'm not trying to say anything against lincoln right now i'm just saying like i don't think that that's inherently that impressive because if it's a weak year for film like any pretty good movie is going to get nominated for quite a few i see what you mean yeah but like in like the master was nominated for three and this was nominated for 12 in the same yeah, year. I also think that this was a much more like uh approachable film. Sure. And, and I will say that we don't often get to do some like really big movies because we've all seen them before. But I think since Titanic, this has got to be the highest amount of nominations that we've had. Like just even looking Godfather at Godfather two had 11. Okay. 
Godfather two Titanic list had 12. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still in rarefied air at this point. You know what I mean? Sure. I always forget West Side Story had a ton. They had 11. They had 10 wins. So that is a pretty big mark against my point. Yeah, it is. Because that movie was trash. (laughs) (laughs) We we rated it a 61%. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all that is to say it's it's in it's in rarefied air for sure. Even of the movies that we've gotten to do, there are only uh, there are less than half a dozen that that have that. Remind me how many wins Lincoln had. It had two, two wins and then 10 other nominations. It, uh, it was DDL for lead actor yeah. and then production design or product design, whichever you want to call it. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of good Coke product placement. I think it was the Lincoln hats. Yeah. Do you think that those saw like a surge in sales after this Mm -hmm. movie? Yeah. That and uh, all of the uh, like uh, spare limbs. Yeah. Well, and they weren't in this movie, (laughs) but uh, Lincoln logs really went up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big spike. That would have been pretty great if we just saw Lincoln like playing Lincoln logs in the Oval Office in this movie. I like how like it just anything that's even related to the movie counts as its product design. (laughs) Of course it is. So uh, Jake, had you seen this before? I had not. So uh, Zach, did you? Zach, you had seen this before? I had seen Okay. So So Zach. This is the first time that I've been the only uh, non-late bloomer. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. So tell us uh, what you thought about watching this movie again. Um, I do like this movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it's very. I think it's very well made. Um, it's it's a little uneven for me. I struggle with this movie at times. I definitely feel the length. I do feel like there's there's parts of this movie that are slow that are a little hard for me to to stay engaged with. Um, but then also there are parts of this movie that I really really like quite a bit. I think DDL obviously was amazing um i think acting wise everyone was really great in this movie i think steven spielberg is a fantastic director i think i i don't know why but like whenever i watch a steven spielberg movie i feel like i'm always reminded oh yeah he is like amazing he's one of the best because he also has some bad movies yeah and and maybe i just haven't seen those like i really haven't seen i don't think any uh steven spielberg movie that i didn't love except maybe um well i mean i'm not necessarily saying I loved this movie that I didn't at least enjoy and think was good except for maybe last crusade, but I never saw Indiana Jones two. I never saw any of the Jurassic park sequels. I never saw big friendly giant. So I think it's like when you're putting out at that volume and like, I think this is maybe why we don't have as many greats in things as we used to like musicians or whatever. And, and directors is because you don't, you you just have to put out some crap and then just keep putting out stuff where There's like too much pressure to perform. Yeah. Like I love, Love David Bowie, love Elton John. But if you look through their discography, there is some crap in there, like just terrible music because they're putting out one, two albums a year or you're putting out a movie a year for 40 years. Like that's, you're going to have misses. You're going to have to. For sure. Yeah. What about uh, like Denis Villeneuve? I don't know how many movies he's put out, but it's not that many. But I feel like most of his are like right on. They've all been bangers. Yeah, at this rate, if he were to continue at this rate, it would be quite a bit. Or Chazelle would be like another good example of like not taking on a ton of projects, but like knocking them out every time. And maybe to be honest, like we've kind of joked around about it a little bit already, but DDL, like Mm -hmm. he just doesn't take on that many projects. And so every single one is a banger because like, it's just by virtue of being picky. Yeah. 
Yeah, he said if he won the Best Leading Actor award for this one, he was going to take five years off, and he did. Well, it's because he was the first uh, person in history to win three Best Leading Actor awards. Mm. Like, that was a, a monumental accomplishment. He was also the first Spielberg actor to win Best Lead. Yeah. It's of all the like great movies Spielberg's done. He's never actually, he's won a lot of awards, but his actors haven't won hardly any. That's kind of great oh, for a lead or a, any acting. I for, think it was for any acting, any acting. I would think that someone would have won in saving private Ryan. I, I apparently not. That's kind of apparently not for acting, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Apparently not a win for acting. Uh, Tyler, do you know why I have seen this movie? Like what made me see this movie? No. Is just that JGL was in it. So that's so funny. Like I was, I joked around about my love for DDL and that kind of got cut off, but like I, I wanted to say, and also my love for JGL. Like, yeah, I had no idea he was in it, but as soon as I saw him, the, the value of this movie went up for me by a full point two. <laughs> yeah. I think this came out like a year after 500 days of summer, maybe a couple and I was like, oh, I love that guy. And then he's like, oh, he's in Lincoln. I'm watching that. I really respect your restraint in that. Like saying, oh, it went up by point two. Like that's super reasonable, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to say something really unreasonable, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, going back to the private Saving Private Ryan, uh, Tom Hanks was nominated, but it didn't win. Also, did Liam Neeson not win in Schindler's List? No. 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 Really? Yeah, no. Interesting. So did, did we talk about how uh, Liam Neeson was going to be Lincoln? We no, haven't we yet. didn't. Yeah. Uh, Liam was originally like agreed to this film and did a bunch of investigation. He read like 20 books and like went to DC and got access to all of Lincoln's like letters and his wallet and all kinds of craziness. And then he dropped out. <laughs> I just, I can't believe that Liam Neeson was the one who said no. And I can't believe also that he did all that work. Yeah, he did a bunch of work. And then uh, Spielberg went to DDL and offered it, and DDL said no. Wow. Because but DDL didn't... said, like, I, I don't know if I can do such an iconic role. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do it justice. And Liam Neeson was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Liam Neeson's like, like <laughs> I got too much going on. I can't. I'm too good for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jake, we actually haven't gotten to your like proper opinion yet. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about that. I guess yeah. that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is like maybe the most ridiculously stacked cast I've ever seen in my life. Like every time, like I just had to stop being surprised when somebody would come up on screen. Cause like, Oh, of course they're in this movie because who isn't in this movie? Like, honestly, if you were a man in Hollywood in 2012, you should be a little bit offended that you didn't get called in to be somebody in this movie. They probably at least auditioned. Yeah. Like, I, I was literally thinking before we started recording this, I'm sorry to cut you off, fine. but I was like, 2012, I literally thought the only white actor who was like really involved in, in telling stories at this time that wasn't in this was, uh, uh, what's his name? Walter White. Oh, Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston. Yeah. He should like, have his feelings hurt a little bit. He should like, have his feelings hurt. You're for right. Sure. Uh, like it was in, I think 80, I, I don't feel like I'm exaggerating when I say 80% of the people that had a speaking part, I recognized from something. Yeah. Like it was insane. And like, that was cool. And when you have that, like it's hard to really miss because like, you know, you're working with people who are at least good enough to have been recognizable to most people, you know? So I thought it was good. I agree with Zach that I think, 
it was a little bit slow for me at times. Like there were points where like I had to like, I was, I caught myself looking at my phone and be like, I got to put this away, rewind a couple seconds and like see what I missed. Uh, I think that this kind of like put DDL in like a, a spot for me where I might say like, oh, he's maybe the best actor right now where like, cause I feel like I thought he was amazing in the things I'd seen him in, but he was always very like, the things that he was like very like up and over the top and I hadn't seen right. him play somebody like, and I was like, well, maybe that's just, is that good acting or can he just do that? But then he was a lot more like subdued and mm-hmm. like, so I don't know. I re- I did. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. I think it was a little bit slow at times, but I, all in all, I thought it was good and I very much enjoyed it. The only big complaint I have is actually Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, mm. I could not, everybody else looked fine like they looked like they belonged <laughs> but tommy lee jones for just looked like tommy lee jones in a wig to me i couldn't unsee it like i was like this like i felt like tommy lee jones was playing tommy lee jones and then everybody else was playing their character and i couldn't get around it you know it's funny i i overall i'll, I'll i want to end on the same note you ended on i want to end responding to you okay um overall i i really loved this movie so i hadn't seen it before i don't know how i hadn't uh but i never got around to it and uh, I was, of course, number one, captivated by DDL's performance. Yeah. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is acting. Uh, and what I loved so much was the way that he was so charming. I've never seen DDL, to your point, Jake, play a charming character before. Yeah, it took me like one second when the first line Lincoln had. I was like, oh, I've never heard Lincoln's voice in my entire life. And I was like, okay, this is what Lincoln sounds like, you know, and I just went for it. Well, and it turns out it probably is like his DDL, of course, being like a method actor and very like dedicated to like getting into his character did a ton of research about Lincoln. And one of the things that people just don't really realize, but everyone talked about in all their diaries of describing Lincoln was that he had this very shrill, uh, almost like screaming type high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like how he managed to do that. I only noticed one time when he like broke that and I was like, Oh, that was a little bit of there will be blood, you know, but for the most part it was a completely different, different character. So I thought he did terrific. And actually I thought that Spielberg really blew it by having so many well-known actors. Interesting. Like, I think that there's something to that. When you're Steven Spielberg, you can get any actor you want to any project. So you can literally get the best of the best. But I felt like I suffered in a way that I didn't in Dunkirk of believing all these characters right off the bat because I had seen all of them. And because I had seen all of them, it felt to me like an SNL sketch a little bit and not like a production because there weren't enough people that I didn't know to kind of like be a little bit of a, um, to give you the buy-in for those a characters. vacuum in between all the characters. I know where like characters I know, I know their range and I can kind of see their range. And then if I see them against a character or an actor, I don't know they're enough of a vacuum that it kind of spills into, and it makes the whole thing feel really believable to me. Uh-huh. But I felt like there were so many actors that I knew what to, exactly what to expect from that I it I never really fully got to be immersed in the story. And I felt like the entire time I was forced to just be analyzing everyone's performances. And so I think he blew it with that. Uh, and maybe why he didn't win Best Picture, like in my humble opinion. 
but DDL crushed it. I thought that the subject matter was great. I thought the story arc was great. I loved following uh, the political intrigue, honestly. It, it would have been easy to make this a movie, a very different movie, I think, like about the Civil War or something like that, instead of just this struggle around that. And not even really like like the war is happening, but... Right. It's well, not- originally it started as like a screenplay for his whole life. Uh-huh. And then it they ended up coming to this because at the time someone was actually... I forget who it was. Some author was actually writing a book about this. And before it was even released, Spielberg like talked to her and like heard what she was doing and then bought the rights from her at that point for Mm. this. Interesting. Jake, what was the last point that you made? I said, I wanted to come back to it. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. I, I liked him fine in this. I didn't love him in this. I loved his character a ton, but I felt the entire time something was wrong, but I just assumed it was what I was talking about earlier that I was like looking at all the, all these actors and like over analyzing their performance and comparing it to other things. But I felt with, with Tommy Lee Jones, I think you're absolutely right that like there was something about his performance that was just off enough that he didn't fit. Yeah, like I liked the character. I thought it was an interesting character and like I liked that, but like I I wish it was not Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I I actually liked Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. Okay. And because uh, I remember Jake saying that before I watched before I rewatched Lincoln. Um in the first shot we see of him, I remember thinking like, Okay, yeah, this is gonna be rough. Like he looks ridiculous. But then he, when he starts acting, like, I just bought in. And um, I, I enjoyed his performance. I agree with you guys. I thought the character was really interesting. He was one of my favorite characters of the movie. Um, and I, I enjoyed his performance. Uh, could someone else have done it better? Maybe, probably. But uh, I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. I know. So for me, uh, coming into this, I wasn't sure what it was about and I kind of assumed it was going to be about civil war, maybe emancipation proclamation. So it was interesting to like jump into it and it's like, Oh, the emancipation proclamation has already happened. Like what is this? And he's already about? given Gettysburg address. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Those are like the things we know about. Right. Him. Right. Like, what is this going to be about? So I was like intrigued and on the edge of my seat really the whole time. Like I, I love this movie. I bought into everything. The only actor or actress that I wasn't a huge fan of was Sally Field. I felt like she was too old for the role. And I I found, and maybe this was what he was going for, but I just was tired of seeing her on my screen. Like, I was like, I want less mm-hmm. of her and I want more of whatever DDL is doing right now. Too many yeah. old women in front of my eyes right now. <laughs> Show me the young hot chicks, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, when it first starts, it opens with the battle. Like, there's right. like a battle. And I wasn't sure what it was going to be about. I thought it was going to be more around like Gettysburg Address stuff. And I was watching it with Carla and like, it's like this like very violent battle. And I was like, oh, uh, we don't have to watch this if, <laughs> if you don't want to. Like, I've, It's very brutal. Uh, that, the depiction. Like, it is very well, And I rough. told her, I was like, I didn't know this was going to be like a super gory movie. Like, yeah, I just, I didn't think DDL would be in a super gory movie. <laughs> And, uh, and she was like, no, it's okay. We'll watch it. And then that was the, literally the only gory part of the whole movie was like the first five seconds. Yeah. I think that this movie did a good job. Like kind of like what Scott was talking about, like, oh, these things have already happened, uh, of like putting you into the middle of the story in like a good way. Like you just start in the middle and you can just kind of pick up there. And I don't know if it's because it's something that we as Americans already have so much context for Mm. that we could fill in the gaps, but like. I kind of liked that, that I, we, we just kind of were able to 
hit the ground. We running. didn't have to have an origin story. Yeah, we're, we yeah we we didn't even have to a really, Lincoln Rising story. <laughs> yeah. No, not even that. But like we didn't even have to set up what. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll give it a second. Sorry, that's uh, no, right. I was gonna say, but like we didn't really have to set up like the beginning of the movie, if that makes sense. Like I feel like we just kind of started yeah. the movie in the middle of the story, and that was I enjoyed. Kind of hit the ground running. Um. Scott, I also struggled with Sally Field a little bit, um, that aspect of the movie. And I feel like... So old and gross, right? I didn't. I like Sally Field, you guys, but carry on. No, I didn't really have an issue with her necessarily. It was more the character. And I think part of it is I feel like there is so much going on in this movie. Not only do we have just the development of how of the 13th amendment and everything like that. But we also have uh, the politicians from the Confederate army coming down to talk peace. We have the relationship with Lincoln and his son. We even do at times touch on the civil war and then to throw in Lincoln's relationship with his wife. Like it just felt like there was so much going on. Yeah. And I was a little, do you have a, a response or yes. Okay. We're also still in the middle of my uh, opinion piece. We oh, are sorry, but we'll I was get, just, we'll get to that eventually. I was just okay. gonna say real quick. I think that's why I love it because okay. that's like we're we're getting put into Lincoln's point of view, and Lincoln had so much going on that it's like really Mary Todd, you're gonna give me this too. Sure, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think it's on. I think that's the point is to feel like oh my. Gosh, really? Like I, I have to deal with all this other stuff, and now I have to deal with your lunacy. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to accuse anybody, but am I the one who felt a little bit bad for Mary Todd? Yes, the whole time. Like <laughs> I didn't. I felt, I felt bad. What would you feel bad for? Just like, <laughs> just like everything. Like you know, like she. But she was the first lady. She didn't ask to be the first lady, and now he's like, and like, like has dealt with like a hard. Hard events in yeah, her life, losing a child, and like at least, I, I, and no, no knock against either of them. I guess like Lincoln probably was not there for her the way he needed to be because he had so much else going on. So like that's hard for her, and I felt bad. Like it, I don't blame her for going a little crazy. She's raising three kids, has one kid desperate to kill himself in the war, <laughs> one kid dead, and then her husband is nowhere. Like can't give her any attention because he's the president of the United States in the middle of the civil war. Like I felt bad for her. And then there, her third son is fetishizing the military that she's trying to protect her second son from. Yeah. Like I felt really bad for her. Yeah. I most didn't. of the time. <laughs> I, I just didn't. I, I didn't in the movie, but like, I fully agree with you. Like completely Jake. Finish your thoughts, Scott. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I loved the political intrigue that you talked about. Tyler, I didn't think that's what I was getting into when I started watching the movie, but I do love those types of movies. And so, yeah, it was, it was super solid for me. And I will say now having seen DDL's performance in this, like it definitely changes my perspective on his acting in there will be blood just to like, think like, Oh, those are the same person behind those characters. I'm like, Oh wow. That's really impressive. Um, Praise God. I just wanted to say <laughs> thank God for that. It made me hate his acting. There will be blood even more. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a 4.1. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do agree. It was probably a little bit too stacked of a cast. I didn't have as big of a issue with um, what's his name? Tommy, Men in Lee, Black. Tommy, yeah, Lee, Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Interesting that Men in Black is the one you go for. I know. Not 
It's my U.S. Marshals. It's or... my childhood one. Okay. That's yeah. what I would go for as well. That's the first Tommy Lee Jones uh, role I've seen. Yeah, it's my first reference of him. It's my first reference, but still I can't not think about No Country for Old Men, I, honestly. I've only seen it once. My my first thought, if anyone ever said to me, just dry, like Tommy Lee Jones movie, it would be U.S. Marshals probably. I've never seen it. I don't or think I've the seen fugitive. Yeah, I would think of the Fugitive Fugitive's too. Fun. I like the Fugitive. Tyler, have you seen, you've seen the Fugitive? Of course, I've seen the Fugitive. We've all seen it. Bummer. There's a there's, there's a another little bit of disdain in that response. There, of course, I am. <laughs> I answered it before you had a chance. Have you seen this really popular movie, Tyler? Doctor Richard Kimball, <laughs> the one it wasn't me. It was the one armed man. Yeah, Harrison Ford, who was apparently also rumored to be in the in Chicago this. Biltmore Hotel. Was he really? You know the scene when it's like the drugs. It's not okay. Carry on. Uh, yeah, there was apparently a rumor going around that he was going to be the vice president. Harrison Ford was going to be the vice president. Thomas, or I don't remember. The, yeah, I think it was Jackson. Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Yep. Gotcha. Um, and then apparently it wasn't true at all. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. You could have started that rumor right now for all I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that was my thing. We, I was reading through the IMDb trivia and it basically like introduced an idea and then said, but it actually was false. And then I was like, well, so why is it on this page? And why does it have so many upvotes? Just because anybody can put any trash they want to. On it had like a hundred oh, yeah. upvotes. Have we gone through and added in our ratings to movies on the IMDb trivia pages? Because we no, should do we, that. We've yet to do it. Yeah. We've talked about it a few times. It hasn't happened. Uh, uh, maybe tots. one of our tots. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to give us a, give us a hand. Um, I will say that I, I think I agree with you, Tyler, in what you're saying about how, how stacked this movie was did kind of hurt the film. And I think that I would agree with that for maybe certain scenes, certain, uh, certain plot points of this movie. Um, but I think that in other parts of it, for me, it kind of helped a little bit uh, because I feel like this movie did maybe at least for me have the potential to be kind of dry. And there sure. were parts of this movie where uh, like watching Walton Goggins uh, struggle, like this <laughs> internal struggle w like was funny and like that, added or, or literally running through the field. Yeah. External struggle was also <laughs> well, was exactly <laughs> who I was going to point to. Like yeah. it's not a dry scene with Walton Goggins. On exactly. Yeah. Or like when James Spader is like almost shot by that one representative, like, right. like him. And I mean, James Spader, I think was my favorite part. Of the, no, uh, Lincoln was my favorite part. He was my second favorite part because I thought James Spader was, hilarious he was movie. good him and those other two guys like i those moments of levity kind of helped me stay engaged with the movies when there were uh with the movie when when we were uh i don't know when i was struggling i guess and so i appreciated that aspect of it apparently james spader's like costume was all just kind of like made up from like things written about the person because oh. he's the only like main character in this whole story that we don't actually have any like visual representation of him. Interesting. What do you mean visual? Like there was no pictures of him. There was no drawings. Oh, of okay. Him. I understand. Yeah. Like every other main character, we have something of right, them. Right. And so we kind of based their characters off of the, Oh, their, that's interesting. But his, we have nothing. And so they just kind of made it up based off of like writings that included him in it and that kind of stuff. I feel like you could have told me that he just picked those clothes out of his own closet and I would have believed you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So I've got to say my second favorite, uh, character, although like for very different reasons, Obviously, you'll you'll understand what I mean by obviously. Other than Lincoln was um, uh, Lee Pace's character, mm. the the like super well spoken young uh, 
representative that was like super against the 13th Amendment. Yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember what his character's name was. Fernando Wood. Wood. That's right. Wood. Uh, who, by I, the way, Lee Pace, I think, is one, maybe one of the hottest men in Hollywood. Oh, gosh. And I feel like he's kind of underrated. He for sure is. Like I, I don't think I agree with that. You don't think you he's don't underrated? Think he's a very attractive man? Look I don't at think him. he's one of the hottest men no, in Hollywood. I don't think so. Okay. He looks like a caveman. So does he play through a duel? Yes, I he mean, does. there's okay. there's something about like uh like a like a very like like when Brad Pitt goes from man pretty to rugged, like he looks hot. You know what I mean? Like there's something about the cave. I wish I looked like, like that. I do too. I would kill to look like that. Zach, I honestly you're don't more even attractive think, than that. I, was say, I don't think he's attractive. I disagree. I, I Zach, you're, you're one of my best friends. All you guys are. But Zach, you're one of my best friends. I love you. You're definitely not as attractive as Lee. <laughs> I'm going to back Scott. I don't <laughs> think he's attractive in general. Like if I saw oh, him. He looks gross. If I saw him on the street, I'd be like, that is a pretty standard. This feels like slightly the Tom Segura where I'm like, you should want his body. Like <laughs> yeah, that guy's hot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what his body's like. This is just his face, but his face is very average. His nose is crooked. Like. His body's also hot. His body's very. Go to a hot. different picture. Body doesn't it, please. figure into it as yeah, much just, for me. Yeah, just just go right. I bad, mean, from bad there, hair, bad <laughs> face. He just opened a brand new tab. <laughs> new tab. Google's also, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> gets to his IMDb page again to click on a new picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's seven degrees of Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay, you pick the ugliest picture of all of these. This guy, oh, get us a picture Jesus. without a shirt on. <laughs> I can see the pictures you could have selected. Oh, it's the King from the Hobbit. Oh my. Yes. Grand duel. I already said duel. that. We, we said yeah, that. I definitely don't like him. Oh. You, you need to say Legless is dad. No, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like him either in terms of like his characters. Like he's a, he's an extremely. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Scott, you have to bookmark these so that we can share them with the pod. Okay. We, Wait, why the, is Voldemort and, and Calypso from Pirates of the Caribbean up here? It's movie villains who are gorgeous <laughs> in real life, which underscores me and Zach's point. I don't. I think he's honestly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty standard to slightly unattractive i will say i will say without a doubt all every time lee pace acts in a villainous role it is bone chilling like he is such an uh, a well hateable actor he does have a good body but i still think your face is more attractive than his face i mean i appreciate that i'll take it i don't believe it but i i'll take, take it. it where you can get it man yeah uh, so anyway, I, I loved Lee Scott Pace in this. I, I thought his, I thought his character was, I know. He it, closed every tab. We, we have to move <laughs> I, on. All I Googled was Lee Pace ugly. All right. <laughs> oh Jake, we have That's to move on strategy. Jake, we have to move on so that the listeners can move on and not yeah. expect to see that. Sorry. One other look into Scott Psyche's. He doesn't know how to use any keyboard shortcuts. So he does not know how to command shift T <laughs> to pull the recently closed tab back up. I don't want to open it back up. Why would I want to open it back up? He also doesn't know how to command W to get rid of it. So yeah, let's do that for him right now. I also liked Lee Pace in this movie. Thank you. I thought, I thought he, he was a good actor. Yeah. I just didn't think, man, that's a handsome man. Well, that wasn't my point in bringing it up. My point was that like he delivered an exceptional performance. Like I will I, agree with that. I just will not. I will not back any of your opinions on his looks. I That's think. a fine. That wasn't <laughs> my point in bringing it up. So I, but I'm going to keep bringing it up. <laughs> I have a question for you, Tyler, because um, I know that you struggled a little bit with how stacked this cast was. Who were some of those actors that you felt like this movie could have done without? And then who do you feel like blended into the movie? Like who who else disappeared into this movie, if anyone else? 
yeah, I will say uh, who disappeared into this movie? Not many people. Um, yeah, D, none of the above. None of these. Okay, because for me, like, I thought Jared Hess as Ulysses, Ulysses oh, as I Grant, thought, I thought he was great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I always loved Jared Harris, but, like, he didn't, because of everyone else, because I know everyone mm. and I see him, like, no one blended into the background for me. Like, okay. maybe maybe the younger son, who I don't know, <laughs> sure. you know what I mean? Uh, and, and legitimately, I'm not just trying to, like, harp on the same point, but I think the... Um, Mrs. K, I can't remember her last name. It starts with a K. Uh, the um, freed black woman that was oh working yeah. in the, the White House. Yeah, working for the Lincolns. I don't know her name. Either. I thought she was terrific. The line or or the moment where they're on the steps of the White House and uh, she asks like, or or she says something that like most white men or all white men hate me hate hate us kind of a thing and and he says most do and she said do you and you know he has that i don't know you but like i i assume uh that i might get used to you you know kind of a thing like that whole exchange and her acting was oh my gosh it was way better than any of these other actors in my opinion interesting i don't know if i mean i thought she was really great too i don't know if i would agree that it was way better than anyone else um but i see your point i also think that like maybe like gee i don't know whose point this is even too but like if i was gonna cast u.s grant in a movie about u.s grant i think that would be a really solid casting uh watching sure. the guy's name funny enough uh steven spielberg is attached to a u.s grant film that's in pre-production apparently oh wow. I'd, I'd love that because ulysses s grant's one of my favorite like i think it's characters in american I think it's history Harris that's uh in it is it really? Really? No. Oh. oh. Scott didn't um, pull up the... He, we didn't see him pull up Jurassic Park. There was no way he was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyler and Jake, you guys didn't say anything really about Sally Field like uh, Zach and I did. How did you guys feel about her performance? Did you guys like her in this movie? I mean, I think she I think she did fine. She got me to feel bad for her. And like I, I apparently was the only one. But like I felt bad for her in the movie. And like I get like seeing her as the interruption in like in like that is probably how Lincoln saw her. You know, but that only made me feel worse for her uh, because like, you know, like I get that there are probably more important things to the world, but like her, her world is upside down as well. Yeah. And actually I want to, I want to agree. Like I had kind of said earlier that she was the distraction. And I think that that was the point in including Mary Todd at all. Um, but I thought Sally Field did an incredible job and I did pity Mary Todd's character because of Sally Field's performance. I think she was a woman who uh, had no outlet. And I, I had a lot of empathy for that. And I also really appreciated that they continually portrayed her character, uh, that Sally portrayed her character um, with a lot of like, not only like emotional reserve, but also a lot of interest in her husband's work by attending every single, uh, every single capital address and during the voting, she's like making, you know, she's counting tally marks kind of a thing to, to get it passed. Like I, I, I did pity her. And I, I think that Sally field did a really good job at that. I think it's probably a great look into how, like you hear good stories about like great people throughout history that were like really influential and like did like move the world like Lincoln did. And you kind of forget that, 
probably being in their life, like being somebody that was important to them or that loved them was absolute hell. Not by anyone's fault. They had, they had the work they had to do and you, they had no time for anything else or anyone else, you know? And I feel like that was interesting. And I think JGL did a great job with Robert in the same vein, you know, yeah. like Tad was the only Lincoln that really seemed to like mean anything to, to Lincoln, to Abraham Lincoln throughout the course of this movie. Um, I feel like he connected with the young one too. That's what I said. That Tad. Tad. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about, uh, JGL. No. Well, I wanted to ask you guys how you guys felt about JGL in this movie. So you, you enjoyed his performance. I did. Yeah. I mean, I was still the whole time. I'm like, it's JGL, but like it, I, I enjoyed his performance quite a bit. I thought he did a good job. He did service. I, yeah, I don't have like very many strong opinions about JGL. Like, you know, like I've seen him in things I've hated him in, seen him in things I've liked him in. Uh, I think, I think honestly, maybe it's the characters that he picks and maybe he just is good at making me hate him or good at making me like him. You know, uh, I thought I think he was good in this. Like I understood his struggle and his motivation and I thought he did a good job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was a very like subdued role. So like there, there just wasn't a lot of him. So I just kind of felt like whatever about him, I didn't think he like killed it, but I didn't think he did bad it by any means. Like he just felt like a normal character to me. He didn't like, I didn't think of him as JGL as I was like watching the performance. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is the older Lincoln son and that's it. <laughs> By the way, what are some, what are some JGL, uh, uh um, roles, roles that you don't like? Well, I mentioned, I hate 500 days of summer. I hate him in 500 days of summer. Uh, and I can't get behind his character in any way. Uh, but, but JGL the, like executed then on the character. Yeah. That's what I literally just said. I don't know. Yeah, that though, was what he was saying. I don't think you're supposed to hate that character. Though. Oh, I thought he was an idiot and I couldn't. Well, <laughs> sure. But I don't think that's how he played that character. Like, mm. hope. like, I don't think that that was what he wanted to accomplish. Well, that's how I read it. <laughs> okay. Maybe that wasn't, uh, maybe I take back. What <laughs> I, my defense. <laughs> I think he was, a, I think he was a complete idiot at every turn in that movie. And I wouldn't have done a single thing that he did. So like, I don't know, maybe he was supposed to be an idiot. I, or maybe that's just my so sensibility. Maybe I'll just say that like, maybe I'm just more of a hopeless romantic or at least I was when I was younger because like when I was in high school and like, sure, I was probably also an idiot in high school, but like I was definitely like a hopeless romantic and would like fall hard for girls and completely like empathized with that character. Interesting. Well, anyways, sorry. All that is to say is that that's the one that comes up in my head. I don't know that I've seen a ton of JGL movies like Inception. Thought he did a good job. Didn't like 500 Days of Summer. Liked this. And About I Looper. Uh, I, I haven't seen Looper for a very long time. And honestly, I think I was maybe too young to have seen it. When did it come out? Cause, uh, I feel like I didn't follow it. How do you feel about angels in the outfield? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember <laughs> much about angels in the outfield, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any other like favorite lines, favorite parts or any other recasting. Like recasting. And I'll just say for recasting for me, I would probably recast everyone, but DDL with actors that I don't know. Oh, I, I it it would go to my heart to ever take Walton Goggins out of anything. I love him so much. <laughs> That's true. I think he was fine, and I won't say all of them. Like there were some, like the the guy who played uh, Blair, the old man that like went down to negotiate for Virginia. I would pull him out, and and if we pulled out some of these other people, like Sally Field and Tommy Lee Jones and James Spader, I would probably be really fine with Jared Harris, uh, playing. Grant, 
Um, and I loved Pace as Wood. So I really liked. He's definitely not like a household name because I don't know his name. But I really liked who played the Secretary of State. Oh yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think the entire time what all I had seen him in. And I never looked. I know he's in the Bourne Ultimatum. Oh, that was what I was Supremacy. thinking. Supremacy. He's in one of them. I was thinking about Bourne. Yeah, he, I've definitely seen him in Bourne. Uh, I think he's in several Bourne movies. Like he's like yeah. one of the CIA student or not student. He's one of like the head CIA guys. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, anyway, but I mean, like the the thing about a lot of the and maybe it's because I've seen fewer movies than you guys, but like. They were people I had definitely seen in things, but not everybody was somebody I'd seen in a million things or in like a leading capacity, you know, like that guy. Uh, I've already forgotten his name. And I think we just said it. David um, Strathairn. Yeah. Him or like uh, the guy that plays Saul star in Deadwood. Uh, what's his name? John, John Hawks Hawks. I liked him, but like, and I'd, I'd seen him, I guess a fair amount in Deadwood, but it was similar period. So maybe that made it easier. So like it was people that I knew, but not people that I'd seen a ton of. Sure. So maybe I, that was why I didn't have as much of that struggle. Like I'd definitely seen them, but maybe not as much as you had. Yeah, that's fair. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is the very first scene in this movie when um, Lincoln is talking to the Union mm-hmm. soldiers. We have Coleman Domingo and we have, um, I don't remember his name, but he plays Martin Luther King in Selma. Um, and then we have the other two white Union soldiers come up and the who I think I also recognized. Yeah. Yeah. They were I recognized both of them as well. And Dane DeHaan starts his speech and doesn't even remember it. And I loved how the uh Martin Luther King actor uh finished the speech. I th- I thought that that was really smart script writing. I thought it was really smart directing. Um and I thought it was a powerful scene. No, yeah, I I liked that a lot as well. Was that was that the opening or was that after after the battle scene? It oh was yeah, after it was right the battle, after the battle scene. Yeah. scene but yeah. I think the battle scene is really like opening credits. I don't think it's actually the first scene in the movie. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. And Zach, uh, just so we don't uh, like go without saying his name, I I had to look it up, but it's um, David O Oyeolo. Yeah, he's a great actor. <laughs> I I'm sorry. leaving that in. You can you can redo as many times as you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Scott's got so much I get, power. Scott, I get so much crap for saying stuff wrong. How come you get to redo it? He, Scott, <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Scott had a little bit of a McConaughey vibe. <laughs> Oye Lowo. David Oye Lowo. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> that is a little McConaughey. And I, I, I'm actually starting to fear the power you have. I wasn't before the last few times that it's come up. And now I'm starting to fear yes, it. I knew that it would quickly become a problem. <laughs> uh, but it was a problem I was excited to have. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, what do you guys say we, uh, we put this one down in the books? Yeah, I'm good with that. I guess I go first, huh? Yeah, you do. Uh, I'm going to give this a uh 8.7 um oh man man eight, it's eight, tough 8.7 amendments he's going to edit this out 8.7 amendments <laughs> <laughs> okay 8.7 <laughs> Jake you're up <laughs> uh, i'm going to give it 8 off screen assassinations uh tyler yeah, sorry you just since you brought it up i remember thinking when we were watching it I didn't feel like we needed that in the movie. Like, I didn't feel like we needed. I think it benefited from not showing it. 
No, I'm I'm saying I don't even think we needed a reaction of people finding out that he was killed. Like it could have ended before that. I kind of yeah. had hoped it would. Yeah. I thought it was going to. And I was like in the sun going. screaming in the theater. Yeah, I agree. No, the movie didn't need any of it. And then the weird candlelight shot of him talking in the candlelight was yeah. weird. Giving his inaugural address. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree with that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. 7.9. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Off-screen assassinations, please. Zach talking me down point one. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Tyler? Uh, I'm going to give this 8.2 uh, wigs very poorly worn. And Zach? I'm going to give this movie uh, 8.2 as well. Um, really great Daniel Day-Lewis performances. All right, this comes out to an 83% uh, here on Rotten Potatoes. Once again, the other guys gave this an 89%. IMDb gave it a 7.3, so we're right in the middle there with an 83%. This comes out to movie number 34 out of 103. Nice. Um, respectable. I, yeah, I think it's respectable. I, I, think, I think Daniel Day-Lewis carried this movie, though. S- Steven Spielberg didn't. Daniel Day-Lewis did. Oh, for sure. What a guy. I know. Well, I can't wait to see him. We're going to see Daniel Day-Lewis at least one more time on this episode or on this, on this podcast episode? on this episode. Yeah, we're going to see him. Yeah. One more you, time on this podcast you got before the end of the year. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see Daniel Day-Lewis in the smash hit. Uh, uh, Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Wait, that's not next week, is it? No, no. no okay. No. Later on in the year. No, next week is Zach's pick. So where are we doing next week, Zach? Next week, we're going to be watching Get Out. Oof. I think it's uh, I, I tried to time it around Jordan Peele's newest movie. Nope. Oh, okay. So nice. Yeah. Is that about Leslie? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Scott, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Not looking forward to that. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.